This episode is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. My name is Kenny Buller, and as a host of Second Floor Podcast, we are extremely proud to say that we are partners and affiliated with Alberta Podcast Network. Enjoy the episode. guys welcome to second floor podcast it's an absolute honor to have jordan kelly as well as tony on the show today um unfortunately we weren't able to have raj or tj make it due to some unforeseen events but uh you know the main reason why we have everyone here together today guys is uh to be able to acknowledge and recognize that you know every single one of us were nominated on yeg fitness as community supporters which um, i'm sure i could testify for all of us is a huge honor and for those of you who don't know that are listening this this is uh, the first time for myself where I'm able to have the privilege to sit down with each and every single one of you guys. And um, we just wanted to all get together to um, really just explain to everyone who's listening in Edmonton and all over Canada uh, what community really means to us and how we've been able to create um, sort of our own following and uh, to be able to get to this point in 2022 where we can sort of share, you know, what we want to do with uh, that nomination and what we want to do with everything that we're doing in our lives. So I uh, just want to share that I appreciate you guys being on here. And if we could start rolling the conversation with um, just everyone going around, sharing exactly what community you've built and why you started it in the first place. Who wants to begin? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can start for sure. My name is Jordan Jeske. Um, I own a personal group training studio called The Project and then also another experiential golf company called the golf society where we put on and host different events on and off the golf course to try and grow the game um for me i think like i made a shift from being a journeyman carpenter into personal training on the very kind of very much a whim i was part of playing sports my whole life growing up um and so health and fitness and training and all that kind of stuff has always been a big part of my life um but i knew i kind of was kind of getting to a point in my life in my career with uh uh, carpentry where I wasn't really enjoying the work anymore. I'm glad I had those skills, things like that. But for me, I wanted, the big thing was I wanted to have more of an impact. I just, uh, I was surrounded by a group of, of friends that were much older than me, about 10 years older than me that were in real estate and doing really cool things. And they got me on to Tony Robbins and all that, you know, personal growth <laughs> stuff. And as I started listening to those things, I was like, man, I'm meant for something more. I want to do more. And so really I had no idea what I you know, how this next little bit was going to go. I was like, screw it. Let's give it a go. Like I, you know, I had to supplement, I think my career and stuff, uh, for personal training for about a year and a half, two years, almost quit. But then, you know, knew that it was going to take a lot of work for me to kind of build my clientele and things like that. And I think just over the years, I think building a community wasn't something that I sought out to do. I think I wanted to make as much of an impact on the world as possible. And that was through, um, you know, my, um, I guess my personality and things like that, trying to have fun and keep it upbeat, super positive, always making sure that people had a great experience. And that just kind of, as you know, you kind of grew through your, the, the industry, you kind of get more clientele, you get invited to events or you go to events to try and create as many acquaintances as you could so that, you know, that's, you know, networking, all that kind of stuff. And then it just kind of grows. And so I think what's kind of cool for, for, for me, as I've kind of gone into things is kind of tried to lead by my values and my interests and things like that. And like attracts like, right? So as you start to do 
these things that you're passionate about, that you're interested in and start sharing those things, other people will start becoming drawn to that, right? And start wanting to be part of that and hanging out or inviting you and you get to meet really cool people through your experiences and things you get to do. Um, so that like for me, as far as, you know, the project now in the golf society is all about just creating the best experience I can with people and always making it a super positive experience. Um, and, and getting to a point where again, on fitness side of things, I think the biggest thing for us is making sure that everyone, no matter their age, gender, ability feels comfortable and confident to make progress, um, progress in the gym and outside the gym. Cause I think that's a big thing for me is making sure that we can, you know, try to inspire people to do more outside the gym and what they achieve and can accomplish inside the studio um, can give them the confidence to be like, Hey, you know what? Like I was, you know, I was never going to, you know, try out for that team or, you know, try to make that career change or things like that. But as they meet people that are very similar to maybe the person who's leading that community or whatever it is, those other people have those experiences. You get to talk about those types of things. And all of a sudden that person now can create this like massive, amazing life change. Right. And then kind of the, the community just kind of, turns into to what it turns into so um i don't know if i quite answered the question i don't know if i remember what it is anymore but that's kind of how i got my start anyways um and why i love what i do and for me the biggest thing is just you know creating as much of an impact on this world while i'm here right and so whatever that kind of tends to be whether that's through fitness through golf stuff or just being able to have just really quality deep conversations i think that's that's what i love to do wow that's awesome man yeah. i love the, that the biggest thing that stands out there is impact and you know i find that you know we all recognize the impact that we're making and you know, even for me from your perspective jordan about personal training is a lot of what you just mentioned is like how can we get someone to show up and be excited other than um let's say the actual task itself mm-hmm. and it sounds to me like you've been able to do that through the project and mm-hmm. through the golf society where people have another reason to show up because there's other like-minded people yeah. there this episode is brought to you by park power your friendly local utilities provider in alberta offering internet electricity and natural gas with low rates awesome service and profit sharing with local charities shop local in alberta you get to choose who to buy your internet electricity and natural gas from if you choose park power you are choosing a positive local business plus park power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities shopping local is very important to park powers owner chris kozowski and we love local here at the alberta podcast network so it's just a great fit learn more at parkpower.ca you know um i'd like to ask for tony like what what is the biggest impact that you found you've made through everything that you're doing oh man when i started in the fitness industry like i love fitness but what i love more is building meaningful relationships Mm -hmm. like by far i started at world health uh for one year and i knew uh it was capping my ceiling as well um so i left and i told my fitness manager at that time i told him i was like i want to own my own gym and i can't do that here so i'm out it was a great way to leave because we still had that relationship. But when I left, I was like, okay, before I open the gym, I need to get as many people to know what I'm offering as mm-hmm. possible. Uh, most people open a gym, like, oh, they'll fill it. They'll just come. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that route. I'm going to grow my community as big as possible, then open my gym. Because I want people to support who I am and then in turn will support free fitness, which is the gym I own. So when I started my first year, I ran 18 straight boot camps for free every Friday at top of the Glenora stairs. Day one, we had eight people. The week after, 15, 30, 40, 60 to 85 people by week 18. 
all free. So that's like my value I'm giving back. And it's cool because people start, our boot camps get to 85 where people are just running stairs and they're like looking around. They're like, what, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> like what? It grabs so much attention. That's exactly it. And then people were starting to jump in, like people between the ages of 20 to all the way to 65. We had someone on the top of the building tell, tell us to shut up because we were being too loud. <laughs> but that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to offer value to people and I wanted to do it uh, in that summer so that people would start supporting what I was offering and in turn help grow free fitness to a point where, you know, yeah, we're opening our new gym, 7,800 square foot in a month. Um, because our community is so supportive because we've given so much to them. And it's just such a fantastic, for me anyways, a fantastic model that uh, I've worked with over the last six years now to get to this point where we can open a gym and have people support us. So uh, the impact is, you know, like we're helping people improve their health in a holistic way, just physical fitness, mental health, especially during this time during COVID. So uh, yeah, I love it. I love what I do, but most importantly, I love building those relationships. Wow, that's awesome, man. It, it just shows, especially for someone like me who can be a little bit impatient sometimes. <laughs> where it's like, when am I ready to jump ship? When am I ready? And it's like, you just brought up a good point with the formula is like, okay, well, see who's actually willing to follow you. Like, who are yeah. the people that like have built so much trust with you who are, yeah. you know, pushing you to make it happen when you know that no matter where you go, they're going to follow you, yeah. whatever, whatever you end up doing. And I love that you actually took the time <laughs> and effort, Tony, to like at first yeah. offer things for free. It was a grind, man. And yeah. like people are like, for free again? I'm like, yeah, for free, <laughs> because at the end it's going to tenfold what's going to happen at the end. Yeah, you know, you can make, let's say, five grand during those that time. But for me, there was a bigger picture. Yeah. And that five grand was nothing compared to what's going to happen, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. So. That's awesome. I want to hear from Kelly's perspective if there was any shift on your end where you started to recognize that what you were doing or what you were building is, is going to or is getting bigger than you anticipated and, and really just sharing for our audience what it is that you do. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Um, so with Fit Your Life, I started just with two classes a week renting space because I really saw there, there was a gap in pre and postnatal fitness in our city that there, that these moms to be and these new moms weren't being supported from a physical standpoint um, throughout that time, that season in their lives. So it started quite small and it just naturally evolved over the last seven years. Um, and I don't know exactly what, point that was when I saw or felt that shift but there was definitely a point where I realized it was way more than the fitness classes we were offering and I think through the pandemic is where that was accentuated further um, I feel like I started fit your life to offer that physical support that fitness and now that's almost secondary mm. that that community of moms of parents of families um, people have created lifelong friends. They were on their maternity leaves together and now they're friends. And their kids are the same age that that kind of evolved through it. And now, especially during the pandemic, where we've been offering different things, uh, offering different workshops. This afternoon, I offered just a goal setting workshop for whoever wanted to come for free as well. Um, because I feel like when there's those like-minded people coming together, then that's where, just like Jordan and Tony both said, then we we're possible of so much more <laughs> and it just impacts our community as a greater like Edmonton and further mm. deeper and deeper. Wow. I love that. And the fact that you're able to offer something, I, I don't know. I think nowadays when people hear goal setting, they're like, Oh, what do I like? What, 
what could I gain from that? I already know smart goals, but I've probably heard smart goals at least once a year and it's changed the way I actually set my goals every single time. Yeah. We did that actually right before uh, the, the new year here. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? Maybe I could make my goals a little bit more realistic. Yeah. You know, um, what was something that you feel like you offered in uh, your sm- uh, goal setting seminar that really resonated? Well, I think, I think that's, you kind of, you kind of touched on it there. It doesn't have to be anything mind blowing. It doesn't have to be anything new. Sometimes it's just providing, especially busy moms or parents, that space, that opportunity. If they know that they have to be on a live stream at 4 PM and they're given a few tools, again, it was nothing mind blowing. It was just some simple worksheets. Um, But for them, it gave them that space and that time to just write down, to reflect to brainstorm on what they want this next year to look like that's awesome i like that and i i find there's moments like that where you're just getting people to finally sit down and i felt like that over the holidays i don't know about you guys yeah. but like this this year felt like a sprint yeah. <laughs> and i think it was just based off of when you're trying to keep things afloat and you're trying to make like you know your community feel supported mm-hmm. you just keep throwing things on the wall and mm-hmm. the government doesn't let it stick and <laughs> you try to think of another plan b yeah. um but i love that you guys all shared that and it, it just reminded me of how everything we're all doing um i think we have sort of those moments sometimes where you'll get one of the community members saying something mm-hmm. and they'll tell you how it saved their life or they'll tell you how yeah. you know if they didn't have this just how like just possibly even like mentally depressed they would be because right. it's like it's their sense of family yeah. and you know i'll be honest like i come from you know a family that's very supportive and i live in a generational family with my grandparents and parents but i think what really resonated with me was when um we had a particular community member in um, our run club um it was something that we created called run for farmers in the past year and we were able to raise over eighteen thousand dollars for um the farmers protesting in india mm-hmm. and you know they had so many of their just like laws and restrictions change where they were no longer able to afford the living that they were um, you know, putting forth. It was the only thing they knew. And at that time, the government, you know, overruled the situation. And um, just recently, about a month ago, luckily, like they, they, they got rid of the laws, but we were running for a greater purpose than ourselves. That's right. And one person in particular messaged me and they said, Kenny, during COVID, like I've had no one to see, no one to talk to. Uh, my depression has gotten even worse and had it not been for the run club, even just to like meet someone and say hi to them and like catch up over a run. I, I would have killed myself. That's right. And just hearing that over, initially, I just created this run club just for the sake of me wanting to do a marathon. And then I heard what was going on in India. And I was like, okay, well, let's let's tie this more than just my own goal. Like, let's talk about something bigger and raise funds for it. But that not only grabbed more attention, but when you get someone like that who shares that, I was uh, I was almost in tears. I was just like recognize that that's when I knew I should keep going. That's right, man. And um, I want to leave it open for you guys to possibly share if you had that moment with someone who, you know, maybe they've been around since day one, you yeah, know, yeah, since yeah. Tony, you've had your free oh boot gosh. camps or, yeah. you know, maybe Jordan, they were one of your first people that you had since you opened. But uh, do you guys have any story you want to share of someone that, you know, reminds you of why you should keep doing what you do every day? Yeah. Well, like a big part of what we do too is we, like you said, we, we fundraise for deserving nonprofits and charities in Edmonton. So over the last six years, we've raised close to $60,000 for Edmonton Food Bank, uh, Kids with Cancer Society, just to name a few. Like One of my goals is that I want to contribute to every deserving charity in Edmonton by the time I'm done. Um, it's always been a goal of mine because I think like we are so lucky 
for what we have. Like so lucky. My parents immigrated from Vietnam. Like they used to wake up as five-year-olds and there was a war going on, heads getting blown outside the window. I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's minus 40 out in Edmonton. This is gonna be a rough day. Like we are so lucky. So we need to do more, right? Like we need to do more for, for the people that deserve it in Edmonton, right? And start local, right? Like there's so many people that need it, right? So um, yeah, like when, we, when, you, uh, when you get a situation like that where you're helping someone like that, you know that's the purpose of why you're here. And this is why, like, this is why we're here right now. So um, I know you must feel the same and Kelly. Yeah, like I think, you know, we get so, as entrepreneurs, as business owners yeah. and people that are trying to make a difference or just, you know, create a living and you have life in general and stuff too, you get, there's times where I for, sometimes forget, right? You're yeah. kind of like, you're grinding, you're grinding, you're grinding. You have one of those days that are really tough and you're just like, man, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And you kind of, and then you get a message like that. Right? Isn't it crazy how timely those can be sometimes? Timely, yeah. or, you, or, you, yeah. or you do a post, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, you put out a post and you just kind of, you know, put something out there and someone's like, hey man, I really needed that. That's right. Right, and it's like, for me, I'm like, hey, if, if I put something out, if I can share what I'm going through, um, no matter what that is, and if that can help affect one person or impact one person, yeah. or they're like, shit, like, um, also, like, I was feeling that exact same way today. Yeah. Like, it couldn't have come at a perfect time. It's just like, it's those little things just to remind you, okay, okay like, we're doing something <laughs> special here. And like, and it doesn't matter who you are. You don't need to be an entrepreneur, business owner, no. social, you know, media influence or whatever it is. Just share your experiences. And I think like that kind of stuff and, and, and then be able to maybe bring some of those experiences into more than what you do for a job. So That's like right. you said, I think all of us were in the fitness industry but it's much more than that. It's, yeah. it's both the relationships and impact and everything else you're doing. And that I was actually thinking about that because I did a year in review like two weeks ago or a week ago. And I was like, man, like it's not, for me, it's not about the fitness as much no. anymore. Like I love it. I love impacting people, but it's the energy. It's the community. Yeah. It's the having those conversations afterwards yeah. and, and knowing that uh, and just being able to like, hey, how was your day? Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone opens up to you and you just get to have a really meaningful, you know, conversation. You're like, shit, like that was, this is why I'm here. This is why I do what I do. Yeah, your 5 million squat uh, yeah. idea last year was unbelievable, Incredible. man. Yeah. It was unreal. Like so much respect for that. Do you mind explaining more than that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, and everyone, Jane, I appreciate you guys for jumping on board last year. So last year was a tough year, obviously, and we got hit with closing group fitness in November and then got hit with closing the gyms in December again. And we were kind of like ramping up and obviously with all the restrictions, nobody could really be with their families. And so I was like, man, we need something to stay connected. And so I just had this idea. I actually brought up to our trainers first. We were going to do it within the studio of like, Hey guys, over the month of December, we're going to do 200,000 squats as a team. And I kind of just averaged it out. It's like, okay, 150 squats a day per person. We get this many people. And then I was just like on the phone one day with my brother, who's a software designer and can do, you know, website guy and whatever. And I was like, fuck, I was like, sometimes you just got to do some crazy shit. And just like put it out there. And I was like, 5 million, I was like 5 million squats. I was like, we're going to call it lift the city. Yeah. And so I create, we created, I reached out to these guys and 50 other uh, gyms and other organizations within the city. And I was like, Hey, here's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, we need to stay connected. I'd love to have you guys on board. So we created this webpage with this ticker and it was a little bit chaotic on like how to like, 
you know, keep track of all the squats <laughs> people were putting in and shit. But we ended up getting to $3.2 million. Wow. Or not dollars, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Two million squats. Three point two million squats. Within a month, but what was so cool is that as we got the ball rolling and as we announced it and as people, you know, you guys shared it, more people came on board. More yeah. people came on. Now board. that's community. Holy yeah, and then like shit. what was cool about that too is that then we just had. I had one of our actually one of our clients be like, hey. <laughs> If we, for every million dollars sold, I'm going to donate a thousand dollars. And she was part of, she had some connections with Ka- the Casa Foundation. She's like, I want to donate it to Casa. I was like, perfect. Okay, let's tie that to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just like, it was just really cool to see how, yeah, we didn't reach our goal. That wasn't the point though. Yeah. Right. It wasn't the point. It was to try and stay connected and to have, and it was just really cool to see afterwards. Just people like even, you know, some of my family that aren't really that active or yeah, just yeah. other people that we know that were just like. Shit, I've been doing, I do 50 squats every single day and continued it for months afterwards. So it was so really cool. Here's the thing I want to add to this though that's just unreal is when you just said that you didn't reach your goal, but the original goal was what? Five million. Five million. Five or was it 200,000? So the original goal was 200,000, yeah. but we were just going to do it with just in our gym. Yeah, fair. And then I was like, no, we got we to gotta wrap reason. it up. And I was going to say like, okay, 1 million. I was like, no, mm-hmm. man, That's we got to make easy. it wild. Yeah, I kid you not. My my daughter was born December 23rd. I was squatting in the hospital. Cool. Because I was like, I got to keep my numbers up, man. Let's let's go. And I was holding her. She's like five pounds. Nice. I'm just squatting. My wife's like, what the f- <laughs> what are you doing? We're squatting, yeah. I'm like, I got to squat. Yeah. yeah, are you okay? Okay, I'm squatting. <laughs> and Rod was all over this, wasn't he? Because uh, Rod actually, this rings a bell. I remember he was like, guys, there's this crazy fucking guy named Jordan in the community. <laughs> He's like, who's doing it? I was like, all right, I'll try and do it. But man, that's so cool. Yeah, it was just, it's those little things. And I think like, that's, I think when, when talking about like how to build a community for people that are maybe listening, it's like, I think you get scared about, or you look at what other people are doing in other communities. And then you see that, that fear from like, why, you know, how, you know, how am I going to have that impact or how can I build that? And it's like, and then they get maybe scared of even starting in the first place, but it's not the point. It's not the point of what you think it could get to or what you want it to get to. The point is starting and whether that community is five people or, you know, a million people, whatever that is, that's the point. You're making an impact and you're bringing people together. And you nailed all three right here. So you got people active. Yeah. You raised money for a deserving charity and you built a brand and connected with more people. Right. You nailed all three, right? So if you can hit all three of those, that's that's how you grow, right? That is unreal. What was something, Kelly, that you feel like you know within your own community um, surprised you? And that, and you know, in that same sense, where Jordan's like, "Whoa, like this this grew bigger than we ever could have," or just based off a new bar you set, it could have been with uh, you know maybe it was a fitness theme within your own group, or maybe it was a goal that you wanted to acquire personally for your business. Um, you know, what was something that surprised you and you made it happen through just a new goal you wanted to reach? I think it wasn't necessarily a goal. I mean, that connection was always some of what I hoped. I was fortunate enough to have lots of friends having babies when I was on my maternity leave, but I knew, I knew that wasn't the case for everyone. Um, so creating those connections. And I think one of my big like, whoa, moments was when there was these two moms in a class and I just assumed that they had known each other and they started coming to class together. And then weeks <laughs> later in a conversation, I realized they met through Fit Your Life yeah. and now they're, they remain friends to this day. I think so that cool. was one of my yeah. like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's when you realize you have those impacts. And like Jordan said, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how big, mm-hmm. how many people, mm-hmm. but those 
families' lives will never be the same because of that connection that they created and then how that's just continued. It's unique you mention it that way because I was listening to this podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to it. It's a Nike-sponsored podcast. I forgot what it's called, but uh, pretty much they bring on these high-level athletes and there was this one uh, person. She's 40 years old. She had two reconstructive knee surgeries and she runs, I shit you not, seven marathons in six weeks. And I, you know, I just want to give a little bit of background, but she shared something very similar, Kelly, where she's like, you know what, don't just join a gym or don't just get fit for the sake of only getting fit. She's like, you'll never know who you're going to meet in the process. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, to to your point where she's like, I got to meet my husband through going to my gym or, you know, I got to recognize that someone met their best friend through the same group fitness class that they did. And I think that's a really special thing is where you get to meet people who almost have an identical life circumstances you who also have very similar problems and I feel like just through the act of sweating and I notice it with you know I just do a little thing with my friends and I keep it very open I tell people in our run for farmers community you guys are invited to where every Saturday in my basement we we get a lift right so we get a workout in and it's just I tell the guys where I'm slowly trying to like not drink as much and you know not not like involve myself in smoking cannabis as much and it's just like you know what I get the same feeling yeah. After I work out, right. that I do it with when I have a couple beers. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm like, guys, like we gotta start working out every day. Like, you know, you get hyped up and like yeah. you start looking at everyone's PRs. But yeah. I just feel like that same feeling we get when you know we're at the bar and we're socializing. Yeah. You get that in that group fitness yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to touch on that quickly too. Like you said, is that you never know who you're gonna meet. Yeah, and I think that's that's actually one of the big reasons why, especially when I started my career too. In, in any advice I can give to anyone wanting to build any sort of community or even business is like go out even when you don't want to go out sometimes, mm-hmm. right? There's been like network events, things I'm like, oh man, I really don't want to go out. But I'm like, you know, obviously you got to, you know, respect your own boundaries and things like that and don't always want to be that yes person. But I think especially the the times where you have felt like you didn't want to go out and all of a sudden you went to an event or a birthday party <sighs> and met someone had a great conversation and left that event yeah. being like, Fuck, I'm glad I went. This yeah, was amazing. Yeah. That's right. Right? And like and and those relationships can lead to other opportunities and other relationships. So it's like especially if someone's maybe stuck in a career that they don't want to be in or don't know what they want to uh, uh, do in their life, like you know, follow your passion is very cliche, yeah. but it's like don't necessarily follow your passion, crush it where you're at. Yeah. Take say yes to certain opportunities or go to certain things that maybe are outside your comfort zone and those things can all of a sudden lead to opportunities or relationships that like you had no idea we're even available or even out there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that leads to another community or another opportunity for for some, for you to be able to say, hey, like, sweet. I didn't, like two years ago, I didn't even think I would, like never would have thought that it would have been where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the conversations like, we all probably go through at some point, right? Six years ago, do you think you're at where you're at Man, now? That right? comfort like, zone. You have that confidence. Oh you set those God. goals. Like, this is what I want to do. But like, <laughs> would you think you're where you're at now, Tony? Man, right? that comfort zone is everything. Because every boot camp, I was like, oh, I'm nervous. Who, why does no one shows up? Yeah. Right? Being in that that box, like you said, man, you got you to... Gotta, you got to be able to live outside that box in order to do things and to achieve things and to give back, right? So you touch beautifully on that, that you can't always be comfortable at times because that's where you get stagnant. That's where mediocrity lives, right? So you're, you're 100% right. Well, what is something, uh, whoever wants to share this first, to be a little bit vulnerable, like what is something you are going through right now that's making you a little bit uncomfortable, but it, it needs to be happening? 
it's a transitional period in time or it's something new that you're dealing with and it's on that surface of, you know, it's not something you want to, but you know you need to go through it right now. Yeah, for sure. I can go ahead. Um, I feel like I'm at a very transitional point in my uh, professional life. So uh, fit your life, still loving it, but I'm starting to dive a little bit deeper into my nursing practice. So I'm also a registered nurse. And I'm at a point where both of our girls are almost in full-time school. So our youngest is in kindergarten. So I feel like for a lot of moms, it's a big stepping point or moms who have stayed at home a little bit. Um, So trying to navigate what these next few months, years look like as I want to be more of a nurse, still a lot of mom, a lot of wife, um, but then also leading a community um, while doing all the fitness things I want to do. So I feel like I'm at this transitional point where I don't know what it will look like. (laughs) but I'm enjoying the journey and mm-hmm. connecting with all other people in the fitness industry to yeah. join me <laughs> along this navigation. Um, and I really have tossed a lot up into the universe. Jordan, I reached out to, well, no, I didn't reach out to Jordan. He reached out to me yeah. after I threw it out into the universe that I needed um, a little bit of direction on where to go. So I think it's really cool. And then actually shortly after, Tony reached I know. out. Look, you and, made yeah. me do it. You made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible when we can be, you said, who wants to be vulnerable for this conversation, but really just like opening ourselves up in these transitional times and, um, yeah, we're guided where we're meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I know that's not easy. And I'm sure it's a constant work in progress when you're, you know, trying to be the best mom, best wife, you know, <laughs> best community supporter. And then, you know, just knowing that you're a registered nurse too, like you guys do incredible work, you know, especially during these times. Uh, which hospital are you practicing at? Uh, sure. So I am in labor and delivery at the Royal Alex. And then I'm also immunizing um, for both influenza and for COVID. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Um, I'll, I'll share, you know, what's making me a little uncomfortable. I think it's only fair since I put that question out there. But, you know, I, I battled through it over um, the holidays here. Um, it's always nice when you have options, right? But for me, if you give me one too many options, I, I, I'll pick nothing. Like, I'll, I'll go hide in the corner and I won't know what to pick. Um, so I, I talked to my respective mentors and I, I really started thinking about it. And I came very, very close to you know, possibly feeling like I'm ready for that next step to, you know, build my own brand, which is Brave through, you know, possibly Evolve um, and, you know, just piloting it through there and then just looking back and, and not looking at good life anymore. Um, I knew that I had to kind of choose between either being developed into, you know, a divisional manager and said that that's kind of where I'm wanting to reach that point and stay there until I eventually run my own academy. And that's something I want to do with my brother where, you know, we do MMA, jujitsu, and we able to, you know, provide people self-defense. And it's kind of like one of those things where you get an opportunity that came sooner than expected. Um, So with Good Life, they uh, honored me the chance to have two, um, two gyms instead of one. So like, you know, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a mini version of what you want to do. And I always tell myself where I want to always be challenged and do something that is going to afford me the ability to do something new. Right. You know, where it's like, okay, it's not something where I'm staying stagnant. You know, too much, too many times, I don't know if you guys feel this way, where it's like every day feels too much of the same. Yeah. You start to like try and figure out how to make it better, yeah. right? It's like Apple. They, they, they do it brilliantly. Every year they come up with something new, you know, yeah. to a degree. 
But um, yeah, I just wanted to share that where I decided to stay within good life. And I found through that process, I don't know if you guys have been challenged with this, but like no matter how many people you ask, you have to then go back to your values. Yes. You have to go back to like asking yourself, well, what do I want right now? Yes. I mean, doesn't matter about money. doesn't matter about what my day-to-day looks like but what does matter is like who am I right now and what do I want to serve and I just realized right now is I'm still a quote-unquote student you know I'm one and a half years into being a professional in the industry I'm still a baby good life treats me with the utmost highest respect and I have really great leaders that believe in my ability and they know that's why I feel comfortable sharing this where they're like Kenny like Whenever you feel like you need to like step off and do your thing, we'll support you. Just let us know in advance. I respect. It just goes two weeks. But <laughs> I, I think that the most important thing there is I, I want to share this publicly is just know how good you have it sometimes. Yeah. You know, like when people say stay patient, yeah. and uh, I'll be honest, guys, like I went for the interview, I didn't get it. I came second. In, in line to someone who's been in for seven years as a senior manager and he's my, my supervisor now and I respect him a lot. And then second time around, I asked for Calgary. Didn't happen. Third time around, I asked, hey, there's another uh, club open. It didn't happen. But now after eight months, yeah. it happened. And I think the coolest thing there was when my director said, Kenny, I know how you must be feeling right now. Mm-hmm. You must be feeling pretty checked out, you know? And he's like, I've been there. He's like, just stay patient. Mm-hmm. My parents too. They said, Kenny, stay patient. Mm-hmm. Cause I always want to like, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. But um, I just share this because it, it made me feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your friends, you get your mentors, they, they, they know your worth. And then you feel like it, it needs to be matched at that point. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately, I don't know if you guys have been guilty of this. You just, you look for people to say what you hope like you want them to say you know and in reality i think it's very important that we ask ourselves uh those questions instead of just asking others and um you know as far as that goes that's uh that's what i was going through and you know i'm happy to go into the new year now and take on that new position and just Um, still learn you know yeah so good to quickly touch on that too like i think it's funny like because i've over the last two years especially because for me, I was I was always about the next thing, and always I was very much living my life and even running my business on like my ideas that came to me, you know, late at night or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, let's go, and that worked to a certain degree. Yeah. But uh, so I went through a lot of personal stuff this last year, um, mental health stuff that I've never dealt with before. Obviously, COVID really affecting how you ran your business and just relationships, all that other stuff. And so it's funny though; it's like we we always go to the people who are closest to our family and things like that. And they want what's best for you, but it's not what you always you need to hear, right? And so going through asking yourself, really doing the deep work to ask yourself what you need and what you want and whatever, but then having those quality mentors or people that understand that and are saying, hey, you got a pretty good where you're at or you got this, like there's no rush or there's, you know, there's a, you can hustle and grind and do all this stuff and you can continue to make progress in other ways, but it's like, hey, I'm going to be patient here because I can see the value here. Um, but like you said, it's, it's funny, like when you ask for advice, you know, you want it, you go to your closest people, but that take that advice also and yeah. like really think about it because it's not always what you actually need at that yeah. point. And we all have different seasons in our life yeah. when that that advice is is yeah okay perfect I like that. Other ones I'm like ah I appreciate you ma, but <laughs> like there's a little more to it that you might not quite understand. Or whatever. It's just funny how that right. Well, it's unique because they might have an idea of what the work is that you're doing, but yeah. you're the one in it. Yeah. You're the one with the people who feel supported by you and wherever you're at and how much fun you're having. Um, you know, I want to ask Tony in regards to that. Like, what are some questions you've asked yourself or, yeah. or even to this day? What are some of those questions that you ask yourself when it's 
you know, those those moments of shifts yeah. that you need to make, you know, time of reflection right now and, yeah. you know, on the topic of what we're on right now. Yeah, because I've always been driven with this idea of, you know, my business being getting somewhere. Um, but over the last, you know, three years, I got married, happily married. I have two kids now. Um, and then I, I had a pretty bad leg injury where I tore my Achilles and then my life balance just got shifted. And I wasn't able to find balance anymore with uh, what was going on with the gym being closed and being hurt and my, my, you know, my relationship with my wife taking a hit on that part, being completely open about this is that uh, my mental health also was, was starting to change. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I've, I've never really had this, this feeling before. I didn't know what to do. And uh, it was the first time ever uh, I reached out uh, to a therapist. I think this needs to be discussed a lot more. Yeah. Um, it's being able to find someone who you can, it doesn't even sometimes away from your circle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I reached out and this is, uh, it's expensive. We know that, we know. But for me, it was worth every single penny talking to this lady because she was able to help me figure out what was going on deep down. And I was able to slightly pull myself out of it because, you know, my relationship was mm. kind of taking a hit because I didn't want to just be married. I wanted to be happily married. Mm. Right. So, um, and then once, once that started to kind of figure it out, everything else followed really well. And I was able to get back into fitness again because my injury was better. And then, uh, you know, we can kind of see the, the light at the end of the tunnel here. Um, hopefully with gyms, you know, not being closed again, but we can kind of feel like we're, we're moving forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was the, the, the biggest, my most vulnerable time during this time because, you know, and that's why we hosted our Movember in November where we raised four grand for Movember because, you know, mental health for men is kind of a, it's a big thing, right? So. Well, thank you for sharing that publicly. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad that you were able to, you know, find like professional help. Yeah. I think we're constantly working in progress yeah. with you know making that more open to talk about yeah. you know yeah. uh, especially uh, that's something in the indian community that unfortunately is um yeah frowned upon and the asian community yeah right? like yeah. it's just very like you know you guys you just figure shit out right no yeah. it's like you just work hard you do whatever yeah you, you grind right yeah. yeah but like there's just different things are different now right so yeah yeah but, and i think like that it's it's funny. I think I had a very similar experience to you, Tony, over right. the last couple of years. Like you felt this unbalance. You That's... COVID hit, and you're struggling here, and then you get hurt, and you yeah. have something happen. You're just like, and it just mentally, like everything just piles on top. And I know for Jay, like, like for all three, all four of us, typically people are giving, sharing their emotional, you know, roller coaster with yeah. us. Yeah. But who, who's our outlet? Yeah. Who do we talk to? Right. Yeah. So I, we all need somebody, right? So, well, and so, so I, I, same thing. I reached out to somebody actually. We had uh, one of our <laughs> golf tournament. We had right. uh, a company called Mind Buffs that was there, and uh, that one of the girls they would have been there before the other year, uh, previous on an, underneath another company, and then two of the people that worked at the other space they branched off and opened up their own spot. So they sponsor our golf tournament again, and as we came around, the, they were like our second last hole, so we we're having a good time, and, we're, and you know, having the drinks are flowing and stuff like that. But then it, during their presentation about what they did, I really just liked what they like, who they, you know, what their kind of um, target market was, um, and all that kind of stuff. And so I reached out to them probably a couple months later. Um, because that was my big issue with like finding a therapist is like, man, I don't want to, I had lots of conversations about what I was going through with yeah. family, friends. Yeah, and yeah. it was a lot of great stuff just to be heard. Cause everyone just wants to be heard. Yeah. But 
I was like, I don't know if I can go through four or five different therapists going through the same shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to burn out and I don't want to have those conversations. So anyways, I reached out to them and chatted with this guy and I have to go back. Um, but the very first session we talked about anxiety and it was like, we have, we all have maybe different stints of it and different, mm-hmm. right? Some people have it on a daily basis. Some people just have it during stress or whatever it is. But it was funny. I, I talked to him about, he's like, as soon as I talked about the anxiety, the, the heavy stuff I was dealing with the last year or two, he's like, where do you feel it? I was like, oh, right here, right in my chest. He's like, he's like, okay, this is funny. And I can't remember what the other points is like people feel it in their chest, their head. And then like, I think their stomach. And he's like, when you feel it in your chest, it means that you, there's a sense of failure and a sense of that you won't succeed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I see a lot of that. And so like, whenever I get my anxiety, I start rubbing my chest and I'm just like, ah, I have a hard time breathing. And that's where I feel oh, it. And man. so it was cool to get some clarity on what that means. Cause he's like, we see that a lot in people playing sports, right? Competitively, competitively, you know, they don't want to fail. They don't want to lose a game, all this kind of stuff. So there's always this drive to succeed. And as yeah. entrepreneurs, this yeah. grind hustle culture yeah. that doesn't really talk about, it. I think there's a lot more now, but doesn't like any of the stuff I read in the last 10 years is always about, you know, you gotta, you gotta love it, you know, yeah. more than you want to breathe, all yeah, this kind yeah. of stuff. They don't talk about the recovery. They don't talk about the mental side of things. Yeah. They don't talk about how actually lack of sleep is going to affect your oh performance gosh, and all this other yeah. stuff. And so it's funny. So it's like, anytime I get that, it's like that anxiety, there's, there's this pressure on me and I look back and I'm a little more aware of it now of like, Where's that coming from? Oh, it's coming from a place of either I don't know what to do and it stresses me out or this place of failure that like, I don't want to, I don't want to fail. I don't want to. And even though I'm not scared of trying something new and failing, it's this deep down rooted thing that I didn't really know was there or what it meant. And so it was just really cool when you have those conversations with people that are outside your circle or someone professional, like, this is what this means. Or this is like, what about this? Think about that. And it's like, oh shit. And I think like that's why I love having these conversations yeah. in general is you start chatting with people and having these conversations and all of a sudden you're, you you learn something new yeah, and your perspective yeah. shifts. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're not you're, the only one going through it. You're not going the only one going through it. And yeah. someone says something, you're like, man, like I didn't even think to even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like yeah. that's game changer for mm-hmm. me. So it's just, yeah, I think it's something, right. I know we're maybe a little bit off topic right now, but I think it's something oh, oh, that oh. I want to touch on that too because yeah. I went through something very similar. And I so mean, I think it's this super community, right? We yeah, right, exactly. What we do for others, but now we're sharing yeah. our lives. Because we know there's going to be thousands of people going through the same thing as us, right? So if we can, you know, shed some light on it and they maybe open their eye to something where they're like, maybe I should yeah. reach out, right? Then, yeah. then this meeting is worth it already. Totally. And we've yeah. done something yeah. positive, right? Well, so. and, and I find when you define what anxiety is to you, I mean, for, in a lot of ways for me, it's when I don't know what the outcome is of something. Yeah. And that's why when I take into consideration how I show up to situations or how I want to show up is whatever my level of preparation is. And that's why I, that's why when you said the chest thing, that's, that's where I feel it. (laughs) And I find, um, I bet I feel it as well. And no, it just goes to show where you just mentioned how like you then know what that feeling is where it's like, okay, it's when you get stressed or when you're not too sure, like what, yeah. If you're going to pass or fail this. Situation. And it allows you to prepare, right? It, it now is preparing you to be able to understand, okay, if I start to feel these things, I know what I need to do or I know what that means or whatever. And I think that's so important. And I think that's a big thing is like really, I think at least for me over this last year, I've gone through a lot and it's forced me to be more intentional yeah. in, to understand who I am and mm-hmm. what I am and what am, why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I think too, just to touch on, I mean, you all kind of touched on it, those, especially for those of us in the fitness industry, those physical manifestations of that mental health, once we understand it, yeah. it allows us to realize that everything is truly interconnected in our bodies. And you both mentioned how after physical injuries, your mental health started to spiral yes. because that wasn't some, your physical health. We all, we feel like we have so much control over it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then when something is taken away, oh my gosh, then some of that other stuff yeah. comes to light. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a creature. Like I like routine. Yeah. And that was yes. gone. Like, gone like i wasn't able to do anything like, especially when fitness is such a part of your identity <laughs> exactly, i mean it's exactly like to yeah. me that the biggest like god there that held you yeah. slow down outside of everything else that was important was your physical man yeah, yeah and i wasn't the same father anymore because i couldn't yeah. uh yeah. do the things that you i do at home or other yeah i was yeah. like man all i want to do is hold my kids and i can't right yeah. so like i it was uh that's where things i could just feel it but i didn't know what was going on right, right. so but you're 100% right, Kelly. Yeah. yeah. With, with everyone who listens and, and is, of course, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be a part of your own communities or a part of their own. Um, when they notice they have someone in mind going through those episodes or they recently have an injury or, hey, they recently got tested positive for COVID, like you name it, they're possibly suffering to some degree. Uh, what would be some advice you guys would want to share on how you feel like this person can show up for that person? Um, and what I mean by that really is like, Think about maybe the times where like you had a friend that like, you know, maybe they just like went outside your doorstep and gave a little care package and you're like, wow, like you're like, thank you. And I know we could go into love languages here, but also <laughs> like, you know, like if someone's wondering the most appropriate way they can show support to someone, um, what are some ways that you guys have maybe noticed how you do it within your own community where, you know, you notice someone's down or they haven't shown up and it's like, you know what, I know I'm treading on, you know, a little bit of thin waters here, but this is how I'm going to show that I'm at least noticing that, you know, I, I'm here for you. Yeah. Well, just quickly, I think the big thing is just listen. Yeah. Right? Like I think everyone has the desire to be heard. Yeah. And I think that it's like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty good. No. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like ask like actually, a second time, like yeah, ask yeah. and like look them in the eye and then, you know, everyone's going to feel a little bit comfortable, you know, comfortable or not depending on what your relationship is with that right. person. But I've, I've found even with myself, you know, not everyone's comfortable doing that, which is totally okay. But sharing publicly on social media, my struggles or having these kind of conversations allows someone to be like, because again, I think people that are, you know, either in leadership or in a business or whatever, they're in the past, there's been this degree of, you know, man, you can't show your weaknesses. You can't show this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, over the last couple of years, that's definitely been for me. I'm like, no, like I'm okay with sharing my own struggles. If that helps someone else, maybe either reach out to me yeah. or again, just someone's like, man, like, oh, it's crazy like the, you know the amount of people that reached out afterwards be like hey i'm going through the same thing or like hey if you need to chat but i think in general it's like just listen yeah. like yeah. reach out to people let people know that you're thinking of them yeah. like sending like even we have some buddies that will do a mental health check every once in a while yeah, yeah. we'll send a text phone call hey mental health check you good yeah perfect yeah. see you later yeah. like and sometimes it's just that because we both know that hey like if you're not good you're gonna tell me yeah. right mm -hmm. and it's like so just doing like little mental health checks yeah. be like hey how you doing this episode of Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Many people don't call their optometrist first for urgent eye care when they need it. So from spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications. There's no referral necessary. 
And just a reminder, Alberta health coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointments. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrist.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across Alberta. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care directly to Albertans. Learn more at optometrist.ab.ca. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but like we've been in this industry where you deal with, you chat with a lot of people, right? And you can just feel energy. It's a weird thing to describe, but you can feel. It's very animalistic. Right, right? And it's like, it's cool superhero that we get to develop, right? (laughs) Because a lot of people don't have that. No. But we like, we're fortunate enough that we do because this is what we do, right? So you can kind of feel when energy's low and that's the real question. It's like, hey, like you said, like, like how are things, right? And and then I, I notice when I'm able to tell them, you know, like I'm not doing so well either, they're more willing to yeah. tell tell you what's going on too, right? Because you're now on that same wavelength. You're connecting on this the same level now. And then you can now have an open conversation about each other's, you know, ups and downs and roller coasters and, and uh, in hopes that, you know, we can pull each other out, right? Yeah. I'm really glad you said that, Tony, because, you know, I'm guilty of this too, whereas personal trainers, we're kind of forced or we think we need to constantly show up with peak attitude, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, I got to be here for this person, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're spending a dollar a minute, I got to be their hype man today. But you just made such a good point where it's like, when you could humanize their experience, be like, hey, like... Life's kind of going rough for me too right now. Like, yeah, this yeah. is what's going on. And I've had countless clients, man, where they're like, oh, you have it so good. Like, oh, this and that. You could run a marathon. It's like, yeah, well, I was dying. But when you can kind of like, you know, lighten the room a little bit, that's yeah, huge. That's- what's cool on that too, like when you're, especially what we do with clients and stuff, it's like, I've had clients show up like quarter way into the session or halfway into the session be like, you're right. Yeah, they know my energy. Yeah. <laughs> we have a good enough relationship. Yeah. And we're like, you know, yeah, it's not a great day. I apologize, blah blah, right? But it's like you, you create those strong relationships with all your clients and yeah, athletes, yeah. and it's just like they get to recognize that too. And it's it's right? it's, it's a special relationship. Now that's relationship building right there, yeah. right? Because it's two ways. It's not yeah. just one way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You gotta you gotta give and take on both sides, yeah. right? So. I love that. How about for you, Kelly? Yeah, I think I think you touched on that. That when we ask people how they're doing, it's not a yes or no question, right? Um, My dad was, he was a principal, but he was also my high school principal. When I got to really see how he interacted with the students, he didn't stay in his office. He went early to do his work. That's besides the point, but he wanted to be in the hallways. Um, So when students were walking by, he'd be like, hey, how are you doing today? They, you know, most people, good. And they keep walking. He'd say, why? Yeah. Because as soon as you ask that why, so I've really, I mean, I learned that as a teenager, right? That, hey, how are you doing? Doesn't mean that. It means, how are you? Yeah. And really just the way that we ask that um, then often receives a deeper response. And then you said, you know, what can we do? Or how do we, I think that's the number one. And then once you create those relationships, then you know, maybe those little care packages, either yeah. physical or other, um, that we can give to those people. Mm-hmm. I like that the why it's I like yeah, that changes it like immediately. It's like, oh, uh, right. yeah. no one's ever asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's such a simple, simple question that yeah. means so much, right? Yeah. Which like and then if they're having a great day, 
then like we often want to share why we're having yeah, a great right. day too, right? And then that creates you just celebrate difference. them. And yeah. You just celebrate, and that's the thing we yeah. like. I think our culture now kind of lacks is being able to celebrate more wins. Like people are like, it's all about you know being humble, this and that. But you got to be able to celebrate the worst wins, of that. Worst at it. right? Like you earn this. You need to celebrate it, share it, because then when you celebrate your win, it'll give them the opportunity to celebrate their win. Yes. Right? Because you never want to tiptoe around people. That's the worst type of feeling, right? Because you like the people you surround yourself with, it's everything, yeah. right? If you surround yourself with people that you can share ups and downs, right? It's, you know it's awesome you, you mentioned that because sometimes it can even be like those small wins, yeah. right? I actually, when I started training one of my best friends, he's who I do the podcast with, Omid. Um, <laughs> I started with him and then he asked me this now and I realized like I, I'd say it's healthy amount of pressure when you get asked it where he'd come in and we just did like once a week you know he came by crushed a workout and then he'd have his workouts on his own so we'd, you know, it'd be a week that we didn't see each other in that fashion and I'd be like hey Omid he'd be like what I was like man I'm gonna ask you a question I never asked you He's like, well, what is it? Ooh. I'm like, he's like, he's like well, so are we good on the podcast? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you for real. I was like, what was the biggest highlight of your week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, highlight. Yeah. He's like, man, I got to think about that one. Yeah, yeah. But then like, it will take a client maybe two, three, four minutes. And they'll be like, oh, I got my highlight. Exactly. Like, they'll be yeah. mid sad. They'll be ready yeah. to tell you. And it's just something as small as question. like, it oh, was... I was getting like a Starbucks for free from the person in front of me. But yeah. it helps them remember like, yeah. you know, how exciting it is yeah. to be so alive and to be human. You know? Man, my birthday's a couple days ago. And I know most people are kind of like, birthday. thank you. <laughs> You gotta blow out the candle, man. <laughs> but I just realized most people don't like celebrating their birthday, right? And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. I like to take a day off and just do what I want to do. I love birthdays. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, I went for ramen. I went for pho on the same day. I just, like, ate all the noodles. But that just made my day, right? Like, celebrate your birthday, man. Like, yeah. There's this one Instagram post, and I think you guys would appreciate this. I'd be surprised if you didn't see it. And it was like... You know what? As people get older, they don't like to celebrate their birthdays. To Tony's point, and it was like, stop calling it your age. Call it your level. Yeah, yeah. Level seventy, right? So I'm like, you guys are level seventy, and they're like, oh, forget about it. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a group chat with some buddies called Levels, and it's all about leveling up. So I'm gonna start using that too. Yeah. Level, buddy. <laughs> you know this many percent of the population don't ever get there yeah that's true <laughs> not to bring that back as a downer yeah, but yeah. That, it's a cool way of, and again that little shift into perspective like that's why i love it right like yeah. that a little change in how you ask a question can immediately change you know someone's just you know response to that answer or just the way they think about something it's like, like, Ugh, and a whole new world opens up right no it's so true i, I want to pick up off of what kelly said there about like how you took that lesson from your dad and you know through saying like asking why in those cases um i want to you know carry it to you guys where you know what was something you noticed generationally through you know your parents grandparents maybe some element of family that you notice is a big part of your ethos in your guys businesses and your guys community I don't know. I don't know if there's something like specific. Like I, my parents were always very supportive of us. We, there was never, um, you know, they wanted us to try new things, you know, from what they could afford and things like that, growing, playing sports or doing other things. And so, um, I think for me, it would just be all about that support. Right. So the support mm -hmm. I saw from them growing up, I think maybe that's why I'm a trainer today. I don't know. Like maybe, right. It's like having that impact and being like, Hey, I want to make sure that other people feel supported. So I definitely feel very much a pressure on a daily basis to show up for other people mm -hmm. um, and, and make sure that they feel supported. But I don't know if I have anything specific like, mm -hmm. like maybe Kelly has, but um, yeah. 
that's fair. Mm-hmm. For me, well, for all the Asian, Canadian, American <laughs> listeners out there, um, being a first Canadian um, generational person or um, individual, my parents showed love in different ways, and I could you probably the same with you, man, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> they showed they showed love by making sure like uh, there's food on the table, which most people, right, and that they wanted me to do the best in school. That was pretty much it. They didn't really tell me how to feel. They didn't really tell me they loved me, even though I knew they did, right? And it kind of influenced the way, like, I'm, I father my kids now or the way I train my clients is, like, actually asking them real questions, right? And I didn't have that growing up. Then, mm-hmm. you know, Kenny, I know we spoke about that. But um, it's, it's definitely changed the way, like, I, the way I interact with people because, yeah. you know, every, like you said, you, you know, you got to show support in different ways because not everyone's the same. Yeah. Right. So, and that's the same way as trainers too, right? You got to know who you can really push and sometimes who the people that you just got to just connect with through words and, and, and who you can really challenge in a certain way. So, and I think for people watching that, like as trainers, that's what we really get good at, right? Is, is really just figuring out what people need and how to make them better. Right. So, you know, I take it you're comfortable telling people you love them. Oh, I'm very comfortable yeah. with that. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. like, Isn't that yeah. you're, because you never, Oh my well, gosh. And I'll go either saying, way, probably. Yeah, right? right? I was oh open about it, more so my mom. Yeah. But, you know, my, my dad, again, she yeah, has it in yeah, different yeah. ways. But uh, I find that very unique. Like, the yeah. whole reverse of that. Where it's yeah. like, you know, you didn't get told it that many times. But oh, you know, hard. Everyone else telling me you love them. Probably right? five times I could t- say that they've said it. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I know they love me because they, um, they love me. But, like, yeah, probably less than five times. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I say it to my son, like, five times a minute. Right? You know, like, that's the way I am, yeah, so. <laughs> and uh, you know not to go off topic but just to mention that right like I noticed when I asked my dad I'd ask him like these hard-hitting podcast questions I'd be like dad so like what's your strategy on fatherhood oh that's so like, good Danny what, what question are you <laughs> yeah, beat it <laughs> yeah. he's like strategy what does this be that's but, like, so good I, oh, what's, what's your strategy? strategy what's your go-to and he's like and this is again generational he's yeah. like well he's like you guys saw the life I gave you guys I, I tried to work so hard that's to exactly. give you guys everything because when I was younger he said I didn't get everything I got sent to boarding school I got sent to you gotta do this this is how you gotta do it this is who you're gonna marry go do it yeah, yeah. so he said when I saw you guys growing up I wanted to give you guys everything that I wish I had yeah, yeah, yeah. so my dad raised me in a way where it's like oh you want a car okay here you go oh that, that's his way of showing love yeah it's like oh you want like this toy or you want like this okay I'll give it to you yeah. but all along the way funny enough like something I wish that you know I think every first generation yeah, kid yeah, yeah. wants from their dad is like dad can you just ask me how my day is yeah. <laughs> why it's good yeah. <laughs> you know, they never ask like, me that either that's <laughs> what you, and, you know it's like I hear that and I, yeah. I, it warms my heart because like yeah. you know that's I so hear good. something like that because yeah. it's like oh like it's funny how like we always want something that we never got yeah. but even down to our parents like it's the same thing yeah. and I think that's why all of us I could just tell it's like for those of you again who haven't listened to this, it's the first time I'm meeting you guys, but I could tell you guys are so genuine and you guys have been nominated for what you have been because you guys genuinely care about that sense of community. And that that comes even down to like how you show up to a party or how you socialize with someone. Like, you know, your energy back to Tony's point is like you could almost you could smell that on someone yeah, yeah. and really like see if they're being authentic That's through right. what they're saying, yeah, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that about you guys. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, other than that though, guys, there's two very important questions I want to in a way finish off on is I think for everything that we've all been talking about when we want to be community based and we want to make an impact, 
uh, what better way than to persuade others to create their own sense of community? Mm-hmm. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh my goodness, like, I wonder how I could create my own. Where can I start? How can I do it? Um, what would just be some tips or, you know, some places someone can start if uh, they wanted to one day be nominated on Yeg Fitness <laughs> as a community supporter? I think we chatted about this a little bit and you just, you were just mentioning it is to show up as our authentic, as their authentic self. Um, and people will like that and people will be attracted to that. And no matter how big that community, I'm using air quotation marks, is that if you're yourself and you want to be a better version of that authentic self, mm-hmm. other people will come and they'll want to join in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for me, it's everyone has a unique skill, yeah. right? So find what you're really good at and find a way to connect that with people, right? Because in this time of day now, is it's, it's finding what people need and finding a way that you can build with that person and they're going to support you down the road and you're going to be able to help so many people, right? So find what you're really good at, yeah. right? And, and connect it with people. Absolutely. Love yeah, and I think like kind of like what Kenny said too. Like he started a run club, right? Because he was training yeah. for a marathon. So yeah. like, if there's so you must be good at running. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got better. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like something you're good at, something you're interested in, maybe something you're training for, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. Like, and and then from there, it's like like I said at the very beginning, it's like lead by your values. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes there's some little bit of deep work you got to do first to really go through. Um, lead by your values and then that will slowly start to as you you know have those one or two people that are around you going for a run or whatever it is or those boot camps you had when you Mm -hmm. started they start to feel the energy of everyone else that's there right because you as a leader or you as starting the community attract like attracts like and then that just starts to snowball right be patient with it no matter what it is you're trying to do and i think you have to go into it from a very sort of looking for um kind of non-egotistical mindset too. You just have to go in because you want to make a difference or you have this interest or skill or whatever it is. Yeah. And then just let that community grow by, you know, yeah. you kind of leading with your values and what you, um, you know, hold, uh, you know, integrity and everything else. And that's that kind of just slowly start to roll and, and build. And, and then, you know, like you said, Kenny, when the nominations came out, you're like, oh shit. No, no, like, no. Like, next thing you guys I had no idea, no. which is dope, right? That's, that's where you know, like, and it's and it's and there's so many other deserving people that are doing amazing things, but it's it, to get that recognition is super you know cool and it's you know it so is. congrats to you too. That's appreciate awesome. that, yeah, man. Yeah. No, thank you guys. I um I find even just to add to everything you guys said because I just notice it through the process. And as you guys mentioned, the run club is, you know start with one person mm-hmm. and, and i noticed that everyone when they want to start something they want to grow it like yeah. t- yesterday right they want to see the numbers and it's really like quality over yeah. quantity yeah right it's like if you notice that you want to eventually change 100 lives start with one yeah right and then and then they go two then go three it's and then it does because naturally those five people they start yeah. sharing it on their social media and they bring another five and it just starts to naturally grow yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. so um, next thing I'd like to share, guys, is, you know, where can people follow you um, uh, and where can people support your community? Just to bring it back to, you know, especially majority of our listeners are going to be from Edmonton. Um, yeah. You know, where exactly can they um, follow support and continue to watch your journey unfold? Sure. Yeah, so 
For sure. So um, on social media, Fit Your Life, uh, Fit Your Life Fitness Yeg on Instagram, Fit Your Life Fitness on Facebook. And then my my other account is uh, trainerkelly.rn. So a little bit of both my fitness nice. and nursing journey there. Love it. Um, Coach Jeske on for my personal page, J-E-S-K-E. And then uh, it's the project underscore Yeg. Uh, but no E in the project. There was a project on the south side that's a church service. Um, wow, beat you uh, to that, that yeah, handle, eh? But you know what? You know, take out that take out that E and it becomes a little more hipster, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. A little more recognizable. But yeah, the project underscore Yag uh, is where you can find us there. Yeah. Love it. Uh, my website at freefitnessinc.com. Uh, my IG handle for my company is at freefit. Free has periods in between. It stands for focus, rise, energy, and empower. And then my personal handle, Tony G. Wien. N-G-U-Y-E-N. So. Love it. There it is. Uh, we did talk a little bit about, um, you know, Jordan brought a good point before we went on air to just like hear where you guys want to take things. You know, it's like you can manifest it in the second floor podcast studio today. And whether it's X amount of years ahead, you know, where do you really see uh, your community being where you go, you know, like, hey, I've, I've got it to a point where it's to where I've ever dreamed of it being. Um, you know, what does that look like for you guys? You, want to start and go you go ahead. You go ahead. I think for me, it's it's a great question. It's not something I've you think about business stuff, and it kind of ties in, I guess, a little bit too. But I think if I'm gonna answer right now, is getting the community to a point where I don't need to be there for them to continue to yeah. grow and build. Right? We got it started. We built it. We have people that want to be ambassadors for whatever it is that we're we're being part of, and then we can then take a step back and go on to something else, or just yeah. let other people you know, be the leaders in that, I think would probably be something that would really fulfill me at the end. Mm -hmm. And just to see people, you know, taking the reins and and moving and growing it themselves or splitting off into other things because they've met people Mm -hmm. at our, at our space or events or whatever. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, To to piggyback off of that, I'll share with you guys, you know, even this may be too premature to say this because I'm not at your guys' point where I've created it fully (laughs) functioning on its own. But, um, you know, when we run our own MMA and Jiu-Jitsu Academy, um, you know, self-defense is such a, uh, like huge, let's just say component to my life where I started with Taekwondo and then, you know, martial arts has always been in my life to some capacity since I was nine. And I just know that there's many families out there that even as I was growing up, it was so sad to like hear someone who I like was starting to become friends with and say that they just can't afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. So something I'd love to do is um, offer uh, to just certain families who due to unforeseen circumstances, if they can't afford programming, just be able to create a class of some sort where it's it's free. It's yeah. like, you know what, you want to teach your kid or you want to put yourself through something that's going to help you feel protected right. and actually help you stay more safe and more confident. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to provide it um, at no cost yeah. for certain families in those situations. So when we run our own academy, you guys can hold me to that yeah. right but uh there's <laughs> gonna be this, <laughs> exactly there's gonna be a component to there that i want to have included awesome yeah yeah um my gym's opening next month so february to march um 7800 square foot in the central uh, awesome. Amazing. uh yeah so we're gonna start building on that for the next five years uh, my eventual goal with me as i touch base is that i want to give back to every single community or um, charity in edmonton is cool. that like when I can step away from the gym and not have to be there, I'm running, I'm running workshops or charity events nice. for those charities. Nice. Like that, that's what I want to, because I do think we, we bring a lot of value to clients in the gym, one-on-one, whether that's group or whatever, but we bring even more value when we're outside the gym, yeah. doing events, doing the squat, five million squatter, 
running charity events, right? That's where we're really impacting the community. So once I can step away from being full-time in the gym, that's where I'm going because I cool. think being out out there in the trenches is, is where there's a lot of value. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned previously, I'm a bit of an, in a transitional phase, but when I threw my arms up to the universe a few months ago, um, one thing that I am looking forward to doing is branching, keeping the Fit Your Life community, but branching the love and the word and the education of pre and postnatal fitness even further yeah. in Edmonton, that they don't necessarily have to come to Fit Your Life to get this quality um, physical experience in that season of their life. So starting to teach at other places, um, educating more fitness trainers on this season of life and going from there. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Oh, so good. That's amazing, guys. Well, you know what? This goes without saying. I believe that every single thing that you guys are all doing within your own communities is making a major difference in your people's lives and make every day count, guys, as you guys already are. This was an absolute pleasure to be able to connect with you guys all. It's, it's honestly like through podcasting, it's amazing how like even in just 60 minutes like how connected you can feel with somebody and um i encourage everyone listening to this like if you felt like there was something that resonated i'm sure there was for myself dozens of notes there that i'm going to take when i re-listen to this but uh, if there's something that resonated with you please share this with your friends your family uh, send us a review uh, like and follow the journey of kelly jordan and tony's and um, i hope we get to do this again in some capacity guys so yeah. thank you so much for your guys time and that's a wrap is there is there anything else you guys would like to share yeah absolutely appreciate it. congratulations kenny man like yeah it's gonna be good thanks man awesome. appreciate thanks. it guys i feel like we're all like power rangers yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah that's a wrap guys thank you so much for tuning in thanks there it is